Hello and welcome to episode 209 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. It's Ladies' Day at Royal Ascot on Thursday and the Gold Cup is the major Group 1 feature of the day where all the best stayers will be in action over the famous two and a half mile course. We've got the Group 2 Ribblesdale Stakes as well, that's for the three-year-old fillies. That's another feature on Thursday's card at Royal Ascot. Today we hear from Ashin Murphy, the jockey who rides the well-supported Coltrane in the Gold Cup on Thursday afternoon. He joins us. He spoke to Bill Esdale on today's podcast. And the City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale, he previews the best of the Gold Cup Day action with the totes Jamie Hart discussing some of the exciting and unique Whirlpool betting opportunities on Gold Cup Day at Royal Ascot. So we're going to look at Gold Cup Day, the Group 1, on Thursday with Bill Estelle, who's at the track. We record this on Tuesday morning. So, Bill, you're there at the track at Ascot. Sounds nice and busy. And you've had a bit of rain already this morning. Yeah, they had 10 mils in an hour. Um, just changed the, the going. We don't know what the going is yet. But I, I don't think it'll make too much difference. I mean, they put five mils on on Monday. And... 10 mils now it looks to have cleared up hopefully the rain is gone and then the forecast looks better for the week so looking at Thursday like we're doing today we should be working on the basis of um, decent decent quick ground it does dry quite quickly at Ascot of course so um, you shouldn't really get too testing at any stage unless it really rains for a long time yeah it's and it dries quickly and and, and they've had such a dry period that it should it should still be fast by the end of the week I would have thought yeah. Let's start then. Thursday, 2.30, of course, the first race each day of Royal Ascot this week. And it's the five furlong Norfolk Stakes. It's a group two uh, with uh, a big field due to go to post for this one. We got uh, 16 of them in the end decided to take their chance. Uh, horses such as Elite Status, who's unbeaten for Carl Burke, who always does well with his two-year-olds. And a couple of American horses coming over. Wesley Ward has got American Rascal, who won over four and a half furlongs at Keeneland, and no name Mets for another trainer from America, George Weaver. He's got Frankie on board, so that's going to be interesting to see how the betting goes for no name Mets. He's uh, won his only race. That was at Gulfstream. Notcha Magica comes over from Ireland for Paddy Toomey. The Devious is in there, also from Ireland, from Donica O'Brien's yard. Aiden's got His Majesty in there, and of course, Richard Fye, Kevin Rye will have runners. In the opening race, how did you see this one on Thursday? Yeah, it's difficult to get away from elite status. He was just so impressive at uh, Sandown and the National States. I mean, it was as good a two-year performance as you've seen anywhere, England or Ireland this season. I suppose the question mark is what the Americans bring to the table. And in American Rascal, they bring a, a speedball for Wesley Ward. So that's the conundrum. They're drawn close together all the way over the far side. So that should give elite status a lovely lead into the race. Nona Metz is drawn this side uh, with Frankie. Uh, but look, it looks a, a really good race. Um, at this stage, I would definitely be deciding with elite status. Um, and I'm going to have a small each way on Devious. Um, Donald O'Brien's Star Spangled Banner Colt, um, who should be a decent price, but he's going to get a lovely lead. If there's a danger, they might go too fast over on the far side. With American Rascal, elite status comes to take over. And then maybe devious one for the Quinellas and the forecast. But 
it looks to us around those kind of three in my view and i'll go elite status for the win and i'll be devious for an each way just to pick up the piece, pieces on potentially the right side of the track second race of the day on thursdays at 305 it's the king george the fifth stakes heritage handicap over a mile and a half 19 of them for this one Tagger Bauer will be popular for Godolphin. Charlie Appleby, Will Buick's won two of his threes by new approach. Bertinelli's in there for Aidan O'Brien, having won at Newbury recently. Perfuse for Sir Michael Stout in the Judmont colours. Wonder Legend for James Ferguson. And the list goes on and on. Valiant Kings in there from Joseph O'Brien, stable Qatar Racing. So Ashin's Murphy is on board. James Ferguson also got Land Legend in the tricky second race on the day. Yeah, really trappy contest, and uh, all eyes on Tagabawa, Tagabawa, um, who gets in here for Mark of 97, was super impressive on the all-weather to date. I suppose it's just a question of whether he can transfer those three runs on the all-weather, the form of that, onto the turf. There's no reason why he shouldn't. He he was gelded after finishing third to Wigmore Street at Kempton at Christmas time, and looked a different proposition back on on the weather at Kempton back in April. Um, he's been given a 12-pound hike by the handicapper for that, which is on face value that's a bit harsh, but he's bred to be a, a real good hawk by new approach, and he gets in here off decent racing weight off 90, at market 97. I think he's going to be very hard to beat. He's going to be the kind of uh, pillar of any kind of Fornella play that I have. Um, Bertinelli was good at Kemp, uh, uh, Newbury last time. In the race, it's always good that London Gold Cup. That was a very, very solid run and probably will relish the step up and trip now. Um, if the ground dries out, he'll, he's a player too. If you like him, you've got to like, like um, Bold Act and Exo Planet, in, in, who's not actually running, but Exo Planet's a horse that's that's running in another, another engagement this week. But Bertolini is, is smart. Um, Profuse for some Michael Stouts, uh, uh, another potential one. But look, I, I think Tigabar was a, a, a very classy type here. That would be the win selection. And I'd, I'd probably play him in a Quinella with Berkeley and Profuse and keep it simply because I think they're the obvious three. The uh, three-year-old fillies get their chance in the Ribblesdale Stakes, a group two at 3.40 at Ascot on Thursday. Another race over a mile and a half and another race with a good field of 19. John and Thady Gosden, Shadwell, Al Asifa, uh, she's unbeaten. A daughter of Frankel, she's won both the races. Uh, Haydock and Goodwood both over ten furlongs, so she steps up. Jim Crowley obviously in the saddle. Infinite Cosmos there for Sir Michael Stout, who's won one of her three. She's by See the Stars. Blue Stockings, Rafe Beckett's yard. Lumiere Rock comes from Ireland. Joseph O'Brien has got a pretty strong hand at Royal Ascot this week. Midnight Mile for Richard Fahey. Crown Princess is the French Raider, having won over in France, at uh, not at Longchamp, but at uh, Saint-Cloud. Uh, she won her race there. And and some of the others. Do you have to sort of have a winning record, really, to have a chance in the Ribblesdale? Or with horses that have been placed and run well, they still ha have a hope in this race? This race kind of changed its reflection a bit earlier in the week with Al Asifa being supplemented to it. And this is the talking three-year-old filly out there on the block at the moment. You know, there's people talking about arcs and Irish Oaks and all, all kinds of different races for Alice Sifa, who is a daughter of Frankel. She looked brilliant at Goodwood last time. Mm -hmm. Over a mile and a quarter, she, she could be a right top notcher. She could end up being the best middle distance three-year-old there is. She's going to be odds on. 
it should be about four to five. It's not really my style to get sucked in at the top of the market, but I find it really hard to see her getting beat here. She just picked up in the style of a really good horse last time. Infinite Cosmos is a nice type uh, for the stout team. Um, it's, a, it's a worthy kind of second favourite. Ran close up behind Soul Sister at York. Will relish to step up and trip was the obvious one to chase her home. Um, at a bigger price, maybe Maman June, the Hammond team, could run on to get third. Uh, ran a good fourth in the Oaks last time, but it's it's all about a really good filly here in LSE for an obvious surprise if she doesn't win. I mean, they're striking while the iron's hot, aren't they? I don't think even they thought they'd be going for the Ribblesdale after her debut run, but the, the second run at Goodwood, as you say, she just looks so impressive. And I guess as a three-year-old, this is her chance to win the Ribblesdale. Well, she obviously came out of the race really well. It didn't take much off her, which tells you more about all you need to know about how classy she is. And mm. the fact that even running here tells you everything. And I think she'll be very, very hard to beat. OK, we look forward to that one. That's at 3.40 on Thursday, 4.20. It's the feature race for Ascot for the day, possibly for the week for some people. Two and a half mile. It's the Group 1 Gold Cup, part of the British Champion Series, of course. And a good field of 14, Coltrane. It's going to be one of the leading runners here. Andrew Balding having a great season. He's got a Sheen Murphy booked again, having won on the 3rd of May, winning the Cigaro. That's a Group 3, of course. Elder Elderoff, the ledger winners in here for Roger Varian. Emily Dickinson for Aidan O'Brien. Uh, she comes over, the daughter of Dubawi. Courage Monami for the Gosden subjectionist. Charlie Johnson, yard in absolutely flying form at the moment with Joe Fanning on board, can he turn back the clock's objections and win again? Can you repeat and get another Gold Cup? If he rolled back those years and ran to that level, he'd be a big player here. But the the, the top two, Elder Elderoff and Coltrane, um, the obvious one, Coltrane was winning this time last year, was winning the Ascot Stakes, a handicap here, here at the track, um, off the mark of 98. Here we are. 12 months on, nearly 20 pounds higher. Um, he's a stayer that's just getting better and better. And the Bullings is doing a fantastic job with him. Reappeared with a good win in the Cigaro. Definitely stays. But looks rock solid. I suppose that's the one thing that he brings to the party, him and Subjectivist, is the fact that they definitely stay. Um, Elder Elderov's got to go and prove he can stay. Um, he shaped nicely the last time. Um, he looks sure to be the biggest danger to the favourite. Elder Elderov, last year's major winner. Um, back on the sound service was unlucky at York last time. He looks, he looks a smart prospect and looks likely to be the biggest danger, as I said. But you've got horses like Courage on one of me, unbeaten, taking a big step up in glass. You've got Emily Dickinson from the O'Brien team. Um, she was a bit disappointing last team, but time, but difficult to kind of ignore them in a race like this. And you've got Yabir, a former Breeders' Cup turf winner. If he stays, he's a player. Echoes in rain. If she settles, she's, she's a player. I'd probably, um, side with Coltrane here. Uh, um, I'd probably play in an Equinella on the World Ball with Eldar Eldorov, and I'd be tempted to throw Yabir and Echoes and Rain in for the for the big price um, potential return of one of those two filling the, the minor spots. But I think Coltrane's the one to beat. And on Tuesday afternoon at Royal Ascot, Bill caught up with Star Sports Ambassador Oshin Murphy, who rides Coltrane in the Gold Cup on Thursday afternoon. I'm joined by Oshie Murphy. He's obviously looking forward to the big race on Thursday aboard Coltrane. How is he? 
he seems very well at home. I haven't ridden him since the Cigarro, but Andrew Balding's very happy with him, and uh, it's incredibly exciting to be riding the favourite in the Asker Claw Cup. And this time last year, he was winning the handicap over two and a half miles. Here we are, favourite for the big one, but he's he's improved twenty pounds or so. It seems like it seems so. Uh, his win in the Cigarro was excellent, and he finished off last season on a high when just being beaten in the um, Kipco. Uh, champion staying race here by Trushan so look um, it was great to get on the horse and it's a brilliant position to be in to be riding the favourite in, in such a prestigious race and danger on paper Eldar Eldarov looks a big danger yeah he's getting a pound off us he's carrying a pound less and I thought his run at York was very good he's a ledger winner so you really have to respect him ok that's the Gold Cup highlight of the week certainly the highlight of the, the day the future race on Thursday at Royal Ascot at 5 o'clock, the impossible task is the one-mile straight Britannia Stakes with 30 runners. We've got some reserves in there as well in case they're needed. Very open. I don't know what kind of price the SP is going to be for the favourite. At the moment, I see best odds 14 to 1 the field here. We've got Docklands, Good Karma, Just an Hour, New Endeavour, Quantum Impact. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Where do you even start looking at this race, Bill? Yeah, this this looks a real um, tough one to get get a head round and trying to preview a race like this. But when we haven't even had a race at the meeting to see if there's a draw bias or anything, is is pretty difficult. Um, Docklands is going from strength to strength. Um, if the rain hangs around, he's he's going to be a player um, for sure. Um, Haley Turner rides him particularly good on the straight course here at Ascot. Um, high bank dropping trip is interesting. Um, the one I came down on was Ramazan for Richard Fahey, um, a three year old that um, caught the eye over seven furlongs at York. Hasn't actually run over a mile yet, but allowed to run off the same marker of 94. Bits and pieces of his form last year was really strong. He was third in a valuable sales race. Put the car behind um, Galeron. You know how good that horse is who runs in the St. James's Palace. But as I said, he was gelded and ran up close behind Dark 30 last time. I think this would have been the plan for some time off a mark of 94. And I'll keep it simple and just play one at this stage. Um, we'll try and find a Quinella nearer the time. But at this stage, I'm just going to Ramazan is the one that catches my eye. And just thinking with the Whirlpool hat on, you know, if it's 14 to 1 at the moment, the field in the UK, if you do get the, the Quinella, the first you know and second in, in the race or maybe even the swinger getting two out of three you're going to earn big big money in a race like the britannia because the price is going to be massive the trains are not all that well known in hong kong and australia it's it's going to be a, a fantastic prize if you can hang on until sort of the day get some draw buyers stick a couple in the quinelli you could be really pounds in couldn't you yeah i mean this race is as i said we're recording it just after decks have been done so the markets haven't reformed um, there are a few surprises on here, and we also don't know the, 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 the draw at this stage. Ramazan's drawn in 17. Um, as you say, we don't know that if there's any draw bias, but Ramazan could go either side from 17. Um, Karachi was the Aiden O'Brien horse with Ryan Moore. That's going to be popular, and um, yeah, it's, it's one of those that needs a bit more, um, the puzzle needs a bit more work um, over the next few days. Okay. Uh, 5.35 on Thursday. The Hampton Court Stakes is a group three. It's over a mile and a quarter. Maximum field of 16. Uh, a son of deep impact is in this race. And his drum roll for Aidan O'Brien has won two of his three races, including at the Curra. 
uh, in a group three there in the end of May. Uh, Epitatus is in here for John and Thady Gosden, for George Strawbridge, who also owns Torito and also trained by the Gosdens as well. And uh, they're both looking to line up here. We bold act for Charlie Appleby and Will Buick, who was second to Bertinelli at Newbury. Exoplanet for Roger Varian. And the Oaks third is in here as well. Carnarvon goes for Jack Shannon and Connor Beasley. She outran her odds on, on that occasion. She was 40 to 1 behind Soul Sister in the Oaks and uh, takes up her chance here. And she's still quite a big price run, about 8 to 1 for this one, Bill. Yeah, no, I mentioned um, Exoplanet before. He he lines up in this race. So if Bertolini ran well earlier in the car, then it would obviously be a big indication of uh, Exoplanet's chances. Um, Drumwell's going to be popular, um, but, but for the O'Brien, Kilmore team um, was a winner at the car last day, won that in the Stewart's room, but it was still a good performance uh, at Group 3 level uh, on decent ground um, over, the, over this trip. They always tend to line one up for a race like this and you know again if Paddington runs well and St James's Palace that's a form boost because this all's got close to Paddington so Bramwell looks the obvious one here but huh, I've got a soft spot for Torito who on paper looks the second string of the Gostons because Frankie rides Epitatus but Torito I thought was a really impressive winner yeah. at Epsom last time um, and it's a horse on a bit of a roll uh, Benoit did I say it can, keeps the ride but he run, won that good handicap on fast ground um, uh, in a really good style um, at Epsom. And I just thought it might be the value in this race. Yeah. Good way against drum roll. So I'll play drum roll and I'll play him in a kind of Quinella with Exoplanet and Torito. Let's say we've got a little bit of cash left in our pockets for the final race on Thursday. It's the seven furlong Buckingham Palace stakes at 10 past six. Maximum field of 29. Also declare for this, these big handicaps and then class races were oversubscribed, but uh, fantastic that we got big fields. Montasib won last time out for William Haggis, won at Newmarket, uh, over seven furlongs, won a handicap. And Tom Markhan is on board again, taking over from Kieran Fallon on that occasion. Biggles goes for Rafe Beckett, having finished second last time out. Croupier uh, for the uh, Crisfords, a winner at York on the 18th of May winning that ha- handicap up there. Kingdom Come goes for Clive Cox, who normally does pretty well at the Royal Meeting. Um, Baradar is in there as well, Indemnify. Others as well. Another really, really hard race to get out of on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, it does look does look really tricky. And look, it's, you, you can have five or ten darts in this race and not, not hit the board. Um, I'm going to go for the Ammo Racing team here. Um, the first one is actually going to be Alice Haynes's runner, Great Max from Trap 1 with pieces on for the first time. The horse is 25 to 1, maybe a bit bigger. Um, it's got bits and pieces of really rock-solid form from the past, but he's been gelded since those days. Now he's with Alice Haynes. Um, didn't set the world light when it's here over a mile last year behind Thesis, um, but it had previously finished third the year before at the Royal Meeting on only his second start in the Chesham. Um, he's got an engine. He's going to go from the front. Um, they're going to ride him very positively, and I think he can go really well with David Egan in the saddle. Um, and the other one is the is the better fancied on paper Barrador for George Bowie, um, who was sixth to Rebel Territory on soft ground um, here last time. I mean, that's the one niggle is he wouldn't want it to get rattling fast. But I think Barrador is a really well handicapped horse, and um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't um, 
by a part of the finish here, but uh, it's not a race to be really confident with. I will take the two on the racing horses. So as we know, Whirlpool are in town for the week, all five days of Royal Ascot. This year the markets are open. You can bet straight into the Whirlpool markets. To find out more information on Whirlpool, uh, earlier on in the week I spoke to the totes, Jamie Hart, talking about Whirlpool's worldwide reach. It's a global event. The best thing about the Whirlpool is everybody from every corner of the world seems to be one getting getting their money into it. There are actually 28 countries betting into the Whirlpool, the most significant ones for people to think about when they're looking at the runners. Hong Kong, uh, that's the biggest part of the pool. France, the PMU is also significant. Australia, we've got a good few Australian representatives this week. And the, and the USA, of course, the Wesley Wards, and we've got a couple of other trainers as well sending stuff over from the USA. Yeah. So Hong Kong, France, Australia and USA, think about those because they are all betting into the Whirlpool. So if, if you have a fancy that isn't, one of the from one of those uh, countries, then the chances are you're better off betting it on the Whirlpool. Of course, it's always great to find winners. It's always tough to find winners, though, at a venue like Royal Ascot. But with the Whirlpool market, you don't have to actually find a winner to get a winning bet. So talk us about some of the bet types. They're called Quinella, they're swingers, the trifectas. Certainly, the, the, you know, the, the swinger, you don't need to back the winner of the race to have a winning bet. No, I always like to think of the swinger as kind of an each way forecast. It's kind of because it gives you extra play. So the swinger uh, over in Hong Kong, they call it the Quinella place, but it is the swinger. We do have the swinger over here. It's never really been very as popular here, but it's the most popular bet in Hong Kong. On the world pool, 20, well, 24.6% of the money is on the swinger and 24.3% is on the Quinella. So two bets that aren't really engaged with in the UK are half of that total, that 30 million, half of it will be in, in the swinger and the Quinella. So the swinger is picking two horses to come in the first three. So it can be any two. You can be second and third, first and third, first and second. Basically, if you have two fancies, put them in a swinger and you get paid if they come in the first three. The Quinella, for those as old as me, they'll remember the tote used to do the dual forecast. Dual forecast, yes. It is basically the dual, the old dual forecast. It's it's one and two, but in any order. So don't don't kind of go to those markets last. They are half of the total pool, those two markets on their own. So if you're looking at a little bit of value, and this is something I do, quite often you'll look in the win, the win market, you'll see something that you fancy, particularly a, a British horse um, that might not be picked up internationally. It could be paying double the win price, you know, eight minutes out. Now, of course, everybody with an internet connection can tell that it shouldn't be that price. So people mm -hmm. file in on the win book, on the win book, uh, and and it get, and it will still pay more, but it will be it won't be paying double. You don't you know you see these big prices just a little a few minutes out, but they don't stay because of there's so much flow going in trying to correct it. But that's in the win market. Those horses in the Quinella and the Quinella place remain backed like a 20 to one chance if they're a 10 to one chance. So the value remains in those pools. So if you do see one that's overpaying that you like, don't just back it to win. Do back it to win, of course, if you want to, but also throw a little bit in there with the Quinellas and the Quinella place because that's where the real value will remain. How do we bet into the Whirlpool? If we're at home, we're watching it, we're listening to it, how do we do it online? And if we go, we're lucky enough to be at Royal Ascot, how do we do it on track? Okay, well, it's, it's pretty simple. So. Um, I think most most companies uh, are plugged into the tote. So you should be able to, if you choose tote for your option, 
in most of the most of the betting companies then you will be betting straight into the whirlpool if you want to get a, a bit better value than just just the standard uh, whirlpool price if you come if you do go into toteco uk the the british tote we're we're the conduit into the whirlpool so you don't have to go anywhere special it's just on the normal tote site right um and but with us you get you get the best of either the whirlpool plus 10 percent or the SP, whichever's better. So there's there's enormous value in there. If you're if you are sitting at home and you're betting on your uh, on your mobile or you're betting on your laptop, then come to Tote UK or Tote.ie if you're listening in Ireland, and you'll be betting straight into the whirlpool. But you'll be getting even bet, better dividends than they're getting on course. If you're on course, then you get you just bet with bet with um, Asker. It's branded up bet with Asker, but um, they're tote tills behind there, and you get you bet straight into the whirlpool. Uh, at Ascot. Racing on Thursday at Royal Ascot. The Ascot Gold Cup is the feature race of the day and for some feature race of the week brings in the likes of Coltrane, Elder Elderoff, Emily Dickinson, Subjectionist as well. When you get past the first two in the UK betting, Coltrane and Elder Elderoff, there's some bigger prices to be had and horses like Trusha and you mentioned Holly Doyle uh, riding. So how does the, the Gold Cup link up do you think and and set up for the whirlpool market oh, it's a, it is an interesting one I mean, we're, we're we're recording this a little early but um true shan i think i think william hill gone uh, non-run and no bet you can get a, you know for a double figure price for that and, and if it, it if it doesn't rain you simply won't run so that's probably the bet it's outside the whirlpool but on the day um looking at whirlpool on the day looking for the value at the off i'm mean, it's a, it's a difficult one to call. I think um, Coltrane could could be value um, versus its versus its SP price on the whirlpool, but I I I, I would be against Coltrane. I I'm just not sure it's a proper Group One animal. I think seven out of the last twelve are Group One winners for the Gold Cup. Uh, you know you need to be aged between four and six. If you're getting into the sevens, it tends to be a negative. Um, Ten out of the last twelve one last time out uh, Coltrane ticks that box and of course Elder, uh, Elderoff doesn't um, 13 out of the last 12 uh, sorry 12 out of the last 12 all 12 had, had had a run this season mm. um, so you've only got a few that wouldn't that, that don't tick that box I think the interesting one really here is subjectivist like would Charlie Johnston be sending sending him down if he wasn't confident that he was back to his best and we saw glimmers of of, it, of his his talent out in Maidan, I think this is the big day for him. Um, I just think if there's a if there's a proper Group One horse in here, Group One stayer, Subjectivist has, has proven it, and Eldar Eldarov is a St Ledger winner. So and and looks like he, he was finishing very well, wasn't he at York? So I think it's between those two, Subjectivist and Eldar Eldarov. And I would say Subjectivist because he's got a naught and a three next to his name, and Joe Fanning and Charlie Johnston, they yeah. are not massive names internationally. We know how good they are. Yeah, but, uh, they could subjectivist could be uh, under undervalued on the on the whirlpool. So I'd be betting into the tote there if you're a subjectivist fan. That's Jamie Hart from the tote talking about whirlpool, who are offering their markets across the Royal Ascot meeting all five days this year, and you can get involved either online or directly at the course if you're lucky enough to go to Royal Ascot 2023. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow as we look ahead to Friday's action and we look there to the Commonwealth Cup and the Coronation Stakes. Now, don't forget to visit the City AM website 
for all the latest news and Bill Esdale's horse racing tips. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music or Stitcher to make sure that you get the latest episodes as soon as they're released.